The trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 released yesterday. Will the game be woke? A weird explosion near the Pentagon and the fourth GOP debate. This is the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Top story of the day. The trailer for the most anticipated video game in all of history, Grand Theft Auto 6, debuted yesterday, giving fans a glimpse of the long-awaited next installment of the popular franchise right before telling them that they'll have to wait a little bit longer until 2025 before they can actually get their hands on it and play that game. This game that they've been waiting a decade to play. If you're not familiar with Grand Theft Auto, it is a video game where you can just go wild and run people over on the sidewalk and do anything you want. And people love it. They've loved it for a long time. And there's a cult around. When is the release of the new one going to happen? Now, the exact day in 2025 when it's going to come out is not yet known. But based on the trailer, it appears that the game should be out anytime between January 1st and December 31st. Because why give your fans a release date when you can just vaguely give them a release year and then continue torturing them with what's sure to be one of the most epic marketing campaigns of all time? I always say marketing mirrors propaganda. It's very similar in the strategies. This will be epic. It already is. Although, with that said, the trailer was released a day earlier than Rockstar said. Rockstar Games is the company that makes GTA they said it was going to be released today on the 5th, but it actually came out on the 4th because they say it was leaked. And it was already leaked, they said, so watch it on our YouTube channel instead, which a, a couple of people did anyway. The video has, of the trailer, almost 57 million views as of this recording. 57 million views. What do most videos on CNN, their YouTube page, MSNBC's YouTube page have? What? 300 views, some, some have maybe 1,000, 57 million views. That's how popular this game is. And they don't need bots to watch it for them. There's, people are genuinely obsessed with this game. There's also been a lot of leaks related to this game uh, as well, which I wonder, they say it's going to come out in 2025. They said the trailer was going to come out today. It came out yesterday. Will the game come out early? because of leaks. There's been a lot of leaks since they announced that they were working on this game. Will leaks force the game to come out early? Or, it's not like these are the only two possibilities. There's obviously many, but leaks of anything, especially company leaks like this, are often publicity stunts to draw attention and generate some buzz about their product. Maybe they're pulling the wool over people's eyes and they're actually going to release it in 2024 after generating all this attention, although I wouldn't hold my breath when it comes to that. I do think, however, it would be very funny if they started offering the game for pre-sale. Like, you can buy it right now, coming out in 2025, be the first one. Maybe they give you some GTA bucks or some, I'm sure there'll be a Bitcoin or something inside the game, some sort of crypto and people buy it. Like, people buy these pre-sales. I never understood it. I have friends that are like, yeah, I bought the pre-sale of this game. I'm like, why? It'll be half the price when it comes. That's what they do. They double the price of these games. 
for pre-sale and they offer some sort of digital reward, which I, I look at, it's always stupid. It's like, really, here's some V-Bucks you'll have in this digital game. Like, who, who cares? But people will spend an extra $50 as though they're going to run out. It's not like the old days when you had to go to the mall to get a video game. And if you go in there, they had the little cards they would put in front of them. You got to point to them. I like that game. And, and they might be out of it. And you got to wait. They're not out of it. It's just you, all you do is download it. Of course, they can take it away from you at any point and just delete it from your cloud. But all you have to do is download it. So I never understood the pre-order. But I do think it would be funny if they offered pre-order right now because it would people would buy it in droves they would make billions of dollars probably definitely millions upon millions possibly billions this game is supposed to make it costs like eight billion dollars to make over the past decade it's going to make billions of dollars and they would make most of that what they spent on it almost immediately if they announced pre-sales tomorrow they would make enough sales, and every time they released a trailer after that, every time, they would make millions or billions of more money in sales with every single one of them. They could probably break the all-time record for sales and profit of any video game ever in all of history before anyone actually has a chance to play the game and find out if it was ruined by wokeness before they can read any reviews about how it sucks or anything else, they could completely destroy all the records before that even happens, which I got to say, if you're going to go full woke, if you're going to burn that bridge, you might as well make as many sales as possible before people find that out. So I, I hope they do that just because it would be super funny to see how many people actually buy the game on presale. It will be a lot. Now, that is the big question, right? Is will Grand Theft Auto 6, will it, which is the most non-woke video game in all of history, by the way, will it cave to progressivism and ruin everything it's built by doing so? People have concerns that it will. And the trailer for Grand Theft Auto 6 does not quiet those concerns, nor does it go full Miss Marvel either. In fact, it kind of balances placating wokeism with displaying amazing graphics showing a little badassery and then also showing a ton of fat assery there's a lot of fat assery in the trailer the only thing featured more in this trailer than the strong female lead are fat ass black women bent over clapping that booty together there's no shortage of that in this trailer let me get it on screen i'm going to show it to you here it is miami sunrise Lucia. Chick in a prison. Do you know why you're here? Bad luck, I guess. That's your lead. We see the ocean. Pigeons. Buildings. Rockstar Games presents. Tom Petty. Oh, look at this. Look at this. It's right there. I mean, I have to stop and show some of these images. The, the graphics are beautiful. There's no doubt about that. But when we get to the beach, I want you to take a look at this beach here. Let me make that bigger for you all. That's not the beach there. Here it is. I haven't been to Miami Beach. Not in a long time. A really long time. Do only black people go to Miami Beach? There's nothing but black people on what is supposed to be Miami Beach here. Pretty hippie one there in the front. We have with a couple white chicks. There's a couple white chicks there. 
The only two white guys that I see in this image is there appears to be one old white guy laying on the on the sand near the the waterfront on the right of the screen, leaning over, taking a picture like he's doing a TikTok video, filming some black girl's ass. And then there's another white guy who is bent over also with his face right at some black girl's ass. Only two white teens. I think it's pretty funny. Just pointing it out. I will let the trailer continue. Boats. Chick on top of a car speeding down the highway. Gangsta. There's some booty clapping. You guys saw the booty clapping. Miami Nights. Now that's the protagonist right there. Look at those graphics, I have to say. Those are some pretty good graphics right there. Vice. There's the other white guy in it. This guy, there's like the MAGA guy, crazy old guy. You just go like he's listening to Ted Nugent by an American flag. Guy fighting an alligator. Another booty clapping, more booty clapping. Some more booty clap. TikTok booty clapping. Guy on top of the car. Every character's crazy. Well, look who's back. The only way we're gonna get through this. Those are the leads. Is by sticking together. Being a team. Trust. Trust. Kicking in. Convenience store. Grand Theft Auto coming 2025. 2025. It looks amazing. The graphics do. It's apparently the first female protagonist that they have had. It seems like it's a Bonnie and Clyde story, but modernized and surrounded by booty clapping. That, that's, that's Bonnie and Clyde. If every time they walked out of a bank, there were some booties clapping together saying, you robbed the man, bitch. That's what it looks like to me. I don't think they're going to go full woke. I think they might placate some things, but honestly, I think it's more likely that they will do it in a way where some people think they're being serious about the wokeness and others think that they're mocking the wokeness. That's kind of how they've done it in their previous games. They do mock both so-called conspiracy theorists, but also people who live by the, the gospel of wokeness. It'll probably be more of the same just with that female, which I don't care about the female. Who cares? It doesn't matter. The game will still probably be fun. Anyway, I would prefer them to actually just embrace full wokeness. Just go all the way there, you know? I'd like to see there be some missions where you have to, like, break into a Christian bakery and force the owners at gunpoint to make a penis cake and then feed it to each other. I would really like to see that level of wokeness in this game. Or maybe they kidnap doctors, conservative doctors, who refuse to do gender transition surgeries. They take them to a dungeon and they force them to mutilate people. Or they get mutilated themselves. A real moral dilemma for the players at home. Or maybe they just get away with murdering people all the time because they live in an area where there's a Soros-backed district attorney. Go all the way, GTA. Next story. Speaking of woke, while it's unclear whether or not GTA 6 will be woke, there is another production that leaves no uncertainty on that matter. And that is Doctor Who, the long-running BBC television show that has fallen out of favor 
with fans over the past few years due to its increasing level of wokeness. Now, in an attempt to win back that audience and remedy this decline in ratings, the show has brought back a fan favorite, the most liked doctor, from what I understand, the one played by David Tennant. This is like, uh, this show's been around for like decades. And this David Tennant actor is most people's favorite. And they were very excited about him coming back to reprise the role for, for, I think it's three episodes. And there's no doubt that many who stopped watching it long ago said, hey, I'll tune back in to see what they're doing if they have stopped doing the woke stuff and they're going back to just telling good stories. And knowing that they had the attention of all of these former fans who left because of wokeness, what did the BBC and Doctor Who do? They reminded all of those people why they stopped watching in the first place by inserting completely unnecessary woke scenes of Isaac Newton as an Indian. There was a scene at the very beginning of one of these episodes. It's a time travel show where they time travel spoiler to whenever in the 1600s and Isaac Newton is sitting underneath the apple tree and the doctor and his companion land on the tree, and Isaac Newton is Indian. And shortly thereafter, the doctor, who, as this doctor, played by David Tennant, charmed the ladies while he was on the show, suddenly realizes that he's gay. At least it alludes to that. He never knew. And his companion says, I thought it was obvious, because of how hot he thinks Indian Isaac Newton is. You know, the exactly why everybody who they drew back in left. And not because there was an Indian and a gay guy in the episode, but because those characters, one historical, the other in the show for years before this, had already been established what they were. And they just changed what they were for no reason in a scene that meant nothing to the story. Could have left that scene out, would have changed nothing about the story that was clearly put in there to signal we are kneeling to the woke gods is what that was a signal. It, it had nothing to do with the story. Nobody cares if there's an Indian character or a gay character as long as it is part of good storytelling. It's like they brought people back and then poked them in the face. Maybe they're getting ESG money. I, I don't know. On to the next story, and this is a very strange story here. It's wild because it's a crime story, and the suspect involved, his YouTube page, his LinkedIn page, his Twitter profile, all still online. When usually with stories like this, the suspect, their social media profile is completely wiped almost immediately after the news breaks. It's also weird because the alleged suspect that I'm going to tell you about here in a second, according to... His still available LinkedIn page was the former head of security for the Committee on Foreign Investment here in the U.S., which is an interagency committee of the government that reviews the national security implications of foreign investments in the in U.S. companies. Uh, the implication, the national security implications of foreign investments in U.S. companies or operations, and they do this using classified information from the U.S. intel community. So, if he's telling the truth about his position makes this whole story even more interesting. So keep that in mind while I tell you what happened. 
A home exploded in Arlington, Virginia, which is the home of the Pentagon not too far from the CIA, and it exploded as police were trying to execute a search warrant while the suspect was still inside. Now, the explosion caused the building to go up in flames, prompting the evacuation of several nearby houses and a shelter-in-place order for, like, the broader community. A lot of people heard this thing. According to the story, the police were there because earlier in the day, the dude was in his house firing off a flare gun between 30 and 40 times, the police said, into the surrounding neighborhood. So obviously somebody called the police. That's what the search warrant was for. And when the cops got there and they attempted to execute the search warrant, the dude then fired off several rounds from what the cops called a firearm. So not a flare gun this time, an actual gun. And then somewhere shortly after that, the house burst into flames. Now this is according to the police press release, okay? As of this recording, they have not said, the cops haven't, what caused the house to blow up. And let me show you what the blast looked like because it's, it's a pretty substantial blast. I, it, it's more than you expect it's going to be when you just hear this story. I'll share this on screen with you. Hold on one second. There it is. This video was taken from the roof of a neighbor's house. I'll explain that in a second. It's a short video. I mean, that is an explosion. Yeah, holy effing ass. Definitely set up some. Look at it again. I mean, that is quite an explosion. If his intent was to send a distress signal, message received. I mean, you could see and feel that apparently from blocks and miles away. Many witnesses said that they felt the reverberations under their house. Some even worried that the structure of their house could be in jeopardy. And it was so powerful, the blast, that it blew the roof and the walls of the house off instantaneously, crushing or causing the entire duplex to collapse. And it was a duplex. It was somebody else's uh, home attached to it. And despite all of this, which is, this is strange, there's been no deaths reported. So they haven't even said if the guy is dead or not. Maybe he's not. I, I, I don't know. They say there's only been a few minor injuries reported from police. I think like three people, they say. But that, I mean, that was a hell of a blast. Maybe the guy needed help and he couldn't reach his cell phone. The only thing he could reach was his flare gun, which serves the same purpose as a 911 call, does it not? 911 call and a flare gun are just different ways of signaling for help, okay? So the dude grabs his flare gun, sends off 40 distress signals into the neighborhood. They're seen, obviously. The cops show up, and then something goes wrong. Or maybe, perhaps, and I bet this is a story that we end up getting told by the mainstream, perhaps he did that, shot off the flare gun, to lure police and the feds and everybody else who showed up to the scene close to the house and then attempted to blow all of them up along with him suicide by flare gun or whatever else he did to make his house blow up and they'll say that he hates cops and he hates the fbi why because it's all over his social media which they still have available and i think that's why his social media is still available because it can make him sound like a conspiracy theorist domestic terrorist threat fits perfectly with that profile 
to keep that domestic terror threat on top of people's minds. More on that in a second. I want to show you a video first that has more detail, which also fuels into that theory, of someone, the guy who filmed that explosion, who was interviewed by a local news organization shortly after. He gives far more detail than the police do. This whole thing was a standoff, by the way. They first got the call around 4.30 or, or a little bit before five and the explosion that we watched didn't happen until like four hours later so all the guys many of the guys neighbors anyway they saw the cops saw the SWAT team the feds everybody else and then they went outside to see what the hell's going on they gathered around I guess they didn't know an explosion was going to happen they had their smartphones I wonder if this video that we just watched that can't be the only video of this right if that much attention was attracted to the scene. So that's something that I wonder about. But this dude saw the commotion, then him and his pregnant wife went up on to, to the roof of his house and filmed that video. Here he is telling what he saw. And uh, so we, we, got, uh, we ended up going up to the top of my roof, which had like a direct line sight uh, to the place. And they moved the, the SWAT truck to the house in front of the house and uh this guy looks really excited uh, then um you know they were trying to motion him to come out motion him to come out please 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 come out we don't want to hurt you and then they ended up driving the the um the SWAT truck through the front door with like a pile driving arm so that was not in the police report that they drove tried to drive through the front door with the 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 pile drive it as he put it and um at that point he started firing uh, a weapon back. I mean, I, I believe it was like an AR. It was a high power. It was a high caliber weapon. It was not a flare. They shot flares at the beginning. He was not shooting flares near the end. Uh, they started returning fire with non-lethal weapon, with a non-lethal. Uh, they kept saying non-lethal, non-lethal. They're shooting a shotgun back into the windows, blasting out the windows a little bit, and then. Um, at that point, they reversed the truck back. They kept trying to yell to him. He sounded like he was trying to say something back, but they were like, look, we can't hear you. You know, please come out. Please come out. We won't get hurt. And um, at that point, they, re they reversed back, and they, they changed the angle of the truck, and they were going to try to take out the window, the front window there, tell them to back up from the window. And uh, at that point, they were driving forward to the window, and that's when the whole place went up. I mean, just... Absolutely. I mean, you saw the video. It was. So what's going on here? That's where I think the narrative is going to take. He was trying to lure the police in. Maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe it was a setup. We'll find out about his background in a second. I mean, dude, it's blank. Are you kidding me? It's like pure shock. You see that and you're just, I mean, you know, my wife next to me, you know, my pregnant wife next to me sitting there. <laughs> Uh, you know, my buddy on the other side, she screamed. My other buddy's just screaming, no, you know? I mean, it's just like, there's no real, I mean, there, there's no explanation to it. I mean, you, I mean I'm, I'm still in shock about it, to be honest, you know? Uh, so. Over time, would you say this all started? Like, like four. When he started when, when, throwing the flares Shooting the, shooting the flares over the soccer field onto like George Mason. So, I mean, it was like guaranteed. I, I mean, I don't know if he was trying to draw the attention to himself. You know, this guy's been cooped up for years. All right, so he's closed off his windows. No one's really seen him for years. Yeah. He had a big, like, dispute with his wife. And, like, there's... So you guys are familiar with the man who lives in that home? Never seen him. Okay. That's a weird twitch he made with his neck, wasn't it? Look at that. <laughs> yeah, you see it there. Like, dispute with his wife. And, like, there's... So you guys are familiar with the man who lives in that home? 
Never seen him. Okay. Never seen him. Apparently his name's James Yu though. Okay. And, uh, you heard it. Now, not only that, it's uh, well, we, we found out on LinkedIn on his LinkedIn and stuff, and yeah. he was he was talking about the neighbors, which I do know the neighbors. Yeah. And I feel terrible for them. I mean, their house is like gone. Well, it's a duplex, right? So you have two attached houses. It's like a, you know, it's a townhouse, you know, pretty much. And the entire structure was is, is gone, like like way gone. So that was a little bit more detail than the police went into. A little strange. The guy learned he didn't know who the guy was. Seems to have learned about his neighbor from his other neighbors, who he had talked about. He had never seen the guy. All all very strange. And a little bit more about the guy. So that guy said the name that he got from his neighbors. And the name was confirmed by a local news outlet, AL or ARLnow.com, who confirmed that Yo lived there or is listed in the public records as residing there. And I don't know how much of this information is confirmed by authorities. This is based on the local reporting. And I think some of that bases it on interviews. And as I said, there are the public records. So take it with a grain of salt for now. But here is what is being reported based on the guy from information on his publicly available pages, if this is in fact him. So maybe it's not even this guy, but if it is, it's perfect for their narrative. AL now says that Yo has been repeatedly posting paranoid screeds, they always call it screeds, on his LinkedIn account. One post from three days ago rants against his neighbors in the adjoining duplex unit. So he blew them up also, I'm guessing. But uh, maybe they weren't there because they said no, haven't announced any casualties. And uh, this guy didn't say this in that interview we just watched, but that neighbor who they were just talking to, he described him as the recluse, and he said that he puts aluminum foil. He covers his windows, and that Elvis did that, okay? Elvis did that because he stayed up all night and slept all day to block the sunlight. He also apparently would chase off would-be buyers, because he put the house on the market, or his landlord did. I think he had a landlord. And then when would-be buyers came by, he ran outside and chased them out of the house with a knife. He said, you're not coming here. Unless maybe he's working with a landlord, and it's like, you have to get through me first. He only wanted the place to go to someone who was worthy enough. I don't know the details. But the real estate records do show that the home was taken off the market in 2021. Now, his bio, I'm going to show you his LinkedIn page, which as of now is still up. Here it is. This is a wild one. He's an Asian-American. He's Asian. I'm assuming he's American. And his LinkedIn page, this is what it says under his name. It says, YouTube channel, and the list is YouTube channel. Then it says, Quote, the U.S. is the world's biggest terrorist, Noam Chomsky, 2015. And then it has F the police, Ice Cube with the NWA, then hashtag purge them. And then after all of that, it says former head of global security with the CFIUS, which is that government agency that I was telling you about uh, uh, earlier in the show. And his LinkedIn about page, let me show you that. His about page says, Hashtag defund the FBI. Hashtag defund the CIA. Hashtag defund the NSA. Purge all NOCs, exclamation point. Purge all spies, all caps. And then it says he's an independent. And then it goes into his work job experience for a proposed, you know, new position. 
It says, over a decade of technology-related experience, including product development, project and program management, proven leadership, and precedent-setting foresight and drive. That is fantastic. That's like walking into a job interview, and when they ask you, why should we hire you? You say, let me start by saying that the United States is the world's biggest terrorist, and you should hire me because I have over a decade of experience in project management. Although, I will say this about his profile. I referenced this earlier. He's got the profile of someone that the media can easily brand as a MAGA Republican. Maybe that's why it's still available. Even though I am pretty sure he doesn't like Trump, let me show you a couple more pages of his profile here, which it's definitely going to bring up some mental health accusations. So I showed you that one about the defund. Uh, you go down, and he's got his experience. He was a landlord. And then he's got a bunch of, like, it has activity. And on his activity, it, he's got a post that he wrote on December 1st, 2023, that says, Mr. and Miss Smith, Hollywood BS, Jamie and Rosemary, and Lance Smith, extract, copy, and examine all of his network digital, oh, wow, I didn't realize it was that long, network and digital connections for signaling. It's a double-edged sword for their victims since everyone consumes network digital connections while the victim's connections are being used against the victims. And then he writes, ESPN signaling, quote, MSU, aware of Smith suitors tackled on, or tacked on seventh year, i.e. Miss Yo, Yo, aware of Mr. and Miss Smith. And then he has attacked on the seventh and then he wrote, Jamie and Rosemary and Lance are working with the witch and the alien, those are both in caps, witch and alien, to surprise attack James Yo on December 7th, 2023. It, th- today's the 5th, so that's two days from now, the, which he says is the anniversary of the Japanese surprise attack on Pearl Harbor on December 7th, the same date. He says, why ESPN? So I guess he's saying the signals were being sent through ESPN to the people who are, go- are supposed to attack him. Is that what's... Yeah, ESPN is signaling... Okay, ESPN is communicating to his would-be attackers. Why ESPN, he says? He says, I believe Jamie and Rosemary moved to Rochester, New York, that this area, approximately when... Or not this area, but I guess where he used to live. Approximately when he moved there in December of 2000 and cultivated white spy, including... Or cultivated white spies, including Gus Weber. He talks a lot about white spies in his uh, post. He says, Gus is a, or was, a director of ESPN, and he moved to Massachusetts from Rochester, New York, for this position, and he met Gus through the, quote, witch's sister, sister's husband, Philip, and Gus invited him to one of the holiday parties, and he also watched him and Philip at a gun range in Penfield. In Pinfield, New York, he says Gus is one of the main ESPN links to the Rochester, New York BS and signals accordingly via including but not limited to the ESPN app. So that's quite a conspiracy that would lead you to believe someone is paranoid if you express that, especially especially publicly on LinkedIn. Do people use LinkedIn for stuff like this? I don't ever use it. If so, I need to get back on because this is great stuff. He says it's obvious that... All of them, Jamie and Rosemary and Lance, desire and intend to assassinate James Yo. him. He talks about himself in the first person or third person. And then he says, F y'all. 
And then he puts a screenshot. I guess these are the signals here. So he puts a screenshot of the ESPN app, Top Headlines, which has FSU rejoins UGA, Washington, in the college football top four predictions, and then a bunch of other college football stuff there that he sees as signaling. Now, I, you know, spies do signal, but are they signaling to this guy? Maybe. That's the thing. These tactics are used, and anybody who claims that they're being used, even if they're correct, is going to sound crazy to everybody else. That's kind of the double-edged sword right there. His next post shows, it says December 1st, 2023. This is my next-door neighbor, which is he put a photo of his next-door neighbor. And he gives the address. <laughs> Currently known as Jamie Hill Smith. So this, this is Lance's wife, he says. And he says, I allege and believe this is Rosemary. Did he mention the previous post? Rosemary was his co-worker at his Crystal City location for a few months. And uh, I think, so he says, Jamie, Rosemary, and Lance and her two children are spies and act as buffers collecting my information then delivering to their handlers. This is how the ruling class stays anonymous using buffers and handlers to absorb digital ID. Jamie and Rosemary... They drive a VW, and he believes Lance attended the University of Florida. And Jamie and Rosemary and her family have been stalking him, James Yo. Why does he write like that? It seems like it's not written by him. Maybe it is, but the way he's writing it about, like it's not himself he's talking about, it doesn't seem natural. Like There's a way that people speak that talk about themselves that way, and this doesn't feel like it. He says they've been stalking James Yo since the mid-90s. And this is how white people operate. <laughs> this is how white people operate and have the luxury of outnumbering all other races by almost seven to one in America. Jamie and Rosemary and Lance have heavily have got got heavy, especially over the last several months. Oh, got heavy. They gained weight. And he says one of them is 200 pounds. He puts a picture of the car. Then he puts Congressman Tim Ryan as a fraudulent mask hole. I'm not going to read all these. I could because there's, I mean, it's entertaining, but. All right, now he shares a picture here. Uh, what does he say here? He says, rigged metrics. They are illegally blocking James Yo." from posting on YouTube for the last five days. This is back in November, November 7th. So he's complaining about only getting one view. He says he posted a video that only got one view. And so he's saying he's being, I guess, shadow banned. So this is what I'm talking about, how they can frame him as a MAGA Republican. But I don't think he likes Trump, as you see right here in his talk about white people. He says... Posting October 29th again because it seems like hashtag stupid Donbass sentiment represents majority of white people. And he posts this picture of Trump. He says, stupid Donbass threatening people of color around the world while insinuating American people of color are not American. Threatening blacks, Indians, and, Amer and Asians. And then he has a picture of Trump. Warning, U.S. enemies, spill a drop of American blood and we'll spill a gallon of yours. Now, I don't know if that conveys what he was trying to express there. 
talking about U.S. enemies. I guess that's what uh, he's saying. It's a white person, people of color thing that he's trying to do there. But he goes on with all kind of crazy stuff there. So that's why he's not really MAGA, but they could just delete that part of his history. Or they can just use information from his profile and feed their audience who is not going to look it up. They're just going to accept what MSNBC or CNN accepts wholesale. And the dude, I got one more here to share with you. Okay, now I already shared. The comments he's got on his page are like, damn, saw the news about the explosion. You okay, man? Question mark. Like he's going to respond, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I just got a little out of my head. Shot off some flare guns, set up an explosion trap, and had some gas poured into the room. And when the SWAT came up, it just blew him up. You know, but I, I probably shouldn't have done that, but I'm good. Then somebody says RIP, but we don't know if the guy's dead or not. And then a lot of people are like, he seemed troubled. He seemed crazy. I guess so. Oh, look at these photos here. He's got photos of, look at all this. Let's show it to you. All right, so look at, he, these are all his photos he posts on LinkedIn. Of course, now it's not going to work. All right. So the screen froze up there. Maybe they deleted it. Oh my God, the page is gone. So they took the page down. Holy smokes, they took the page down in real time. That's crazy. Well, maybe. Look at that. I wonder, I wonder if this page is still here. Let me, let me see. I'm going to put this on screen so you guys can see it. Did you, I don't think you even saw that last one. Dead gummit. All right, look at this. All right, so there, there's his page. Now, another page that he had that, I, that I, I left it open on purpose to show it to you guys because I was worried it might get taken down. I wonder, I'm going to refresh this page, and we're going to see if it's gone like the other one was. Let's see. There it goes. Gone. It's gone. They took it down in real time. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This post cannot be displayed. They fucking took it down. Wow. That's crazy. What about his YouTube page? I got his YouTube page right here, too. Let's see if his YouTube page is gone. I'm going to refresh this. We'll see if it's gone. There's his YouTube page, James Yo. I'll show you the names of his videos first before we refresh this page and lose this content. But it says, James... Yo's LinkedIn post from November 23rd through whenever. Uh, rigged, they are literally illegally blocking him on YouTube. And it says, 2018, James Yo's attempts to contact the FBI DOJ. That, so he's like documenting a bunch of his posts and he's documenting a court case that he's in, which what I'm going to do in the DMBXR, the subscriber only portion of the show, is I'm going to go through a four page document I found related to that case that I downloaded that might not be available anymore. I'm just going to read some portions of it. I've looked at a little bit of it, but I haven't gone all the way through it. I'm going to go through it in the DMBXR. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there today. What you'll get is a DMB, and you'll get it ad-free. You also get the subscriber-only content that I just mentioned there. And that's how I support the show. That's how I support myself. If you want to help in another way, then you can go leave a five-star review on whatever app you listen to and a comment that warms my heart. And share the show with a friend 
Check out my website, PropagandaFight.com. Follow me on YouTube, YouTube.com slash Brad Binkley on Rumble, Rumble.com slash PropReport. Twitter or X, Freedom Act Radio. Check it out. So, back to the story here. Yeah, it's James Yo versus attorneys. Not attorneys. It's versus the government and his wife, his ex-wife and his sister, and a hospital, the Rochester Hospital, is what, is what these affidavits that he is showing in these videos are. Now, I'm going to refresh this. I bet the YouTube page can no longer be accessed. Let's find out. Nope, still there. Wrong about that one. So he took his LinkedIn down. He had much more on his LinkedIn page. Look at that. I just clicked on that LinkedIn link there. And it's gone. Does not exist. Unbelievable. It existed before I started recording this show. That is wild. All right. So before we get out of here, FSU, Florida State University, did not get selected for the college football playoffs that were just announced, despite going 13-0, and while two teams with one loss did get selected into the college football playoffs. And there was a lot of outrage over this. Even talked about it on CNN. Caitlin Collins, a porcelain doll, an Alabama fan, which I'm okay with because I'm in an Alabama commercial, Roll Tide. Very popular commercial. And I always root for Alabama, especially when UGA is involved. Because I'm a Tech fan, and Tech always gets squashed by the Bulldogs. Anyway, President Trump took to True Social to express his feelings about Florida State University getting slighted and not being, they're the first, what's called a Power 5 team, to not be you know, put in the, uh, the college football playoffs when they're undefeated. And so Trump says on True Social, he truthed. Florida State was treated very, they were treated very badly by the committee. They became the first Power 5 team to be left out of the college football playoffs. Really bad lobbying effort. Let's blame the sanctimonious. It's just, I, I, I love the trolling that goes on on True Social. So True Social, a lot of people don't look at it. I look at it occasionally just because it's hilarious. It's ridiculous. And it's hilarious. There's not as much partisan fighting, just a bunch of ridiculous statements. So, finally, number of candidates who will be on the debate stage for the next GOP debate has been narrowed once again, this time down to four, six and a half, if you count Chris Christie. Those candidates being the aforementioned Christie, Newcomb, Nikki Haley, who won't stop texting me, by the way. She will not stop texting me, trying to show me things. Vivek, the enunciator, will also be there, Ramaswamy. And, of course, slit him in the throat. Ron DeSantis. That will be Wednesday. We will be live streaming and commenting on it. I think it's, at, it's either at 8 or 9. And it'll be taking place in Tuscaloosa, the home of the University of Alabama, which did make the college football playoffs despite having one loss. Looks like FSU has been slighted again. Trump should do a rally in Tallahassee on the night of the debate and talk the whole time about how the GOP is slighting them. They give it to Alabama, and now they're there. Not that they're responsible for the choice uh, of the uh, college football place, but okay, say that anyway. That's all these people do is just make up a bunch of stuff. And that's where I'm going to wrap up the show. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.